we are on the second part of the story of creation. The first part in Genesis 1 gave us an overview. The second part is more detailed, how God created man and woman. The title of today's message would be Work and Moral Obligation. We are in the series of the Genesis leader or lessons leaders can get from the book of Genesis. So three things I'd like to emphasize today. Number one, God made man from the dust of the ground and he gave man the breath of life. Like in creation, scripture reveals that God pays attention to details. Can you say details? Yes. You see, God created the heavens and the earth, but every detail was in place. Every detail was in place. And uh, I, I, I've heard this so many times for, from those in the medical field saying the body is really amazing. It's really amazing how it works. And we still can't explain many things about the body. That's why studies continue about the human body. But it is amazing. Can you imagine our body can actually heal itself? When you get cut, you don't, why do they sew it? So putting it together because it will heal itself. Doctors actually find a way to use the power of the body to heal itself. The study of medicine is working with what the body already does. Isn't that amazing? God is a God of detail. So when you talk about excellence next time, please, it's about details as well. God looked at the macro, the big picture, the whole ecosystem, yet God was into the details. Number two, we'll discuss that God put man in the garden so that man could tend and keep it. So man can take care of it. Paradise is not doing nothing. Some of us think paradise is being by the beach and sipping cold coconut uh, water, right? Some of us think paradise is not doing anything. Please do not be affected by the media. Do not be affected by these best-selling authors that say, work now, play later, forever. No, no, we were made to work. In fact, you should find satisfaction in what you do. Paradise is not doing anything and just doing all the pleasures of the earth. No, 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 no. That is not paradise because in paradise, in the Garden of Eden, God gave man a work. Name all the creatures of the earth. There, today, there's an estimated seven or eight million species on earth. See the kind of work that Adam did? That was a lot of work. No, no, it's not just the animals. The animals alone, there's a lot. Different kinds of animals. Just look at the breed of cats, right? There's the big cat. There's the king of the jungle. There's the tiger. There's the cougar. There's the cheetah. There's the puma. And there's the pushy cat. <laughs> and the pushy cat alone has so many, so many uh, names or breeds. Can you imagine Adam fulfilling all of those? How many insects are there? Oh my, please. 
Let's not get started with insects. I mean, how many kinds of birds are there? Man was given something to do. God worked for six days. We were built in the image of God, made in the image of God. Friends, work must be part of our DNA. Can you somebody say, I love to work? Praise God. See, this congregation has a positive attitude towards work. Hallelujah. Then number three, but God charged man not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for man would surely die. So we'll discuss the boundary. So again, in application, if God perfected every detail of creation, including man, we should also perfect the details in what we do. Oh, the details. Yeah. Train your mind to look at the details. Train your mind to look at the details, not just in generalities, the details. God is into the details. Excellence is reflected in both the generalities and the details. Leaders must model this, this and expect it from others. Find ways to raise your standard. When you give a report, do you have the details there? Let me give you a tip. You can always improve something. Even though it looks very good. You can still improve it a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit. Till it's a wonderful creation. Your creation. Whether it's a report, whether it's a presentation, whether it's a sermon. Sometimes I make sermons a month before. Sometimes longer. Sometimes shorter. But even before coming up here to preach... As I meditate, there are things that still come into my mind. Because we cannot stop improving. We have to find ways to improve. What work are you doing? Is there a way to improve the work you're doing? We have to improve our work. Please, let us excel in the name of God. Whatever you do, whether you eat your drink or whatever work you do, do all for the glory of God. Soli Deo Gloria. Say it. Soli Deo Gloria. Glory to God alone. That's the meaning of Soli Deo Gloria. Glory to God alone. God must be glorified in what we do. Every detail, because once every detail is polished, then that's what we call wonderful, beautiful. And that's why there's a different impact on the, in these award-winning hotels, right? When you enter every detail, not one, and the general manager, including the staff, are trained to look at the details. They try to anticipate whatever the guest needs down to the detail.
we know those who do that are those who excel and in life they become excellent and if they are excellent in life somehow God is glorified by it now whatever you do whether it's work for pay or you're a volunteer I do believe that whether I'm being paid to do something or whether I'm not being paid to do something it is important that I look at the details that I watch the details because if I don't watch the details you know there's a popular saying that the devil is in the details it means that's where the devil attacks you they say in terms of but it's actually a management term however the origins of that when I tried to google that some believe that the origins of that is actually God is in the details which is very biblical God is in the details. Number two, work is good for the soul. Can you say work is good for the soul? God put work in the soul of man. We must seek to do God's work. Okay. What is God's work? It is in scripture. We must share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must grow. We must show kindness to others as, as part of, of extending the love of Jesus on this earth the work of God must be done and we must find satisfaction in our work yet aside from spiritual things aside from things that are are of kingdom importance there are other things that we think are not of kingdom importance but actually are your daily work is important as well Whatever work you have, if you do it for the glory of God, and you are not promoting sin in your work, dedicate it to God. If you do something good, you must feel happy about it. And if we do not, when we do not excel, and we are not happy, satisfied with the work we do, that's when what? You decline. You decline mentally. You decline emotionally. You see, a person who does, did not learn to love his work is so depressed. Can you imagine? How much time do you spend at work? Eight hours, sometimes a little more, correct? And then you come home for a few hours, and then you sleep. And then you wake up again the next day. Where do you go? You go back to work Sunday, praise God for rest day. But tomorrow, where are you going? We are going back to work. Can you imagine if work is a burden? Monday morning is a difficult thing. <gasps> I have to go. Learn to love your work. Find satisfaction in it. For that is the will of God. I do believe if you love your work, you're better off. Find meaning. Add value to others. I know there are pressures and there's stress. It's always part of it. That's why rest is important. But if you don't rest, that was last week's message. If you don't rest, your productivity will go down. But if you learn to rest, you can't wait to get back. Because you are rested. He who tries to be deaf to this, that God put work in our souls. He who tries to be deaf to it will have consequences. One of which is poverty. 
and another is low self-respect. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, To them who does, does not work, neither let them eat. Why? Because we think work is only for slaves. Well, we don't think that right now, literally. But we think work is done about for other people, but not me. I'm an intellectual. And that is beneath me. That's why it's good to train children with household chores. Teach them to be responsible and teach them to be consistent. Teach them to mind the details again and again. But you know, it's so hard sometimes to train them. But as parents, we never give up on that. Of course, as parents, we have to model ourselves. Be models ourselves. Because if they grow up, Having that privilege of not having to work at home because mommy, nana is so good to us. She did everything. When she had cooked everything, she cleaned everything. All our mess she took care. And every time we go on a trip, she fixes my bag and takes care of everything. They grow up privileged. They enter a company and they think others should do everything except they would not touch it. Easily disappointed because somehow the boss is not your mother. Now the boss tells you, what are you doing? Why are you like that? Clean up your mess. You're going to wait for the janitor? He's on the second floor. You help out. Suddenly, your boss is not your mother, and now you are shocked. Ah. Pleasure is a distraction. The problem is we try to find pleasure first before we accomplish the work. And you know, that's the recipe for future losers, all right? Future losers. Who are future losers? Average people. Average in the company. Never excel. Only blaming others. I was here first. Why wasn't I promoted? There was this story about this, this boss. And uh, he had two assistants. Personal assistants. There are many versions of this story, but this is what I read. So, one assistant, he says, can, um, you see, my wife needs lemons. Can you buy lemons? Then the assistant said, sure. He went out and bought a kilo of lemons. Thank you. <clears throat> the manager called the other assistant and, uh, can you buy lemons? And he did a completely different work. That's why when promotion came, the assistant who's been there first complained. I was here first. Why was he promoted first? Then the boss remembered the lemons. You see, you remember the times when I asked you to buy lemons? You went out and bought lemons. You didn't ask what was it for. You didn't ask what kind, green or yellow. You, you didn't ask uh, how many how much, how many kilos? You just bought lemons and brought it here. 
The other assistant, when I ask him for, to buy lemons, he first asked, what is it for? So I had to mention that my wife was preparing drinks. So there's a lemon for a typo. And he has what types of drinks? Some of them cocktails. Some of them are just lemonade for the kids. For cocktail, you need the green ones. The yellow ones, it's for lemonade, for juice. And then he asked, how many? Then as he was going out, he wasn't content and... And he tried to follow up, and I just gave him the number of my wife. He called her, and then the specific amount was cleared to him. You know the big difference? This person was into the details, and he's concerned about how it will be used. You just bought it. And that's the big difference why he is promoted. Don't complain. Most of the time, it's what we deserve. 90% of the time. Can you say to your neighbor, you deserve it? <laughs> Work will always be there if you help somebody first. You know how much I've helped people and they became clients? Quite a number. I'm not in a hurry to earn. My, my, my. People never learn. Immediately they want a high salary. First time in an interview, after the interview, can I ask how much is the salary? There's nothing wrong with that, but some of you expect too much too soon. Young people, listen, please. You first get the job to learn. So you apply for a place where you believe the skills you'll develop is something that can help you in the long term. You want to get free mentoring. The amount isn't the issue first. Try, don't, don't make it an issue first. As long as you survive. As long as you survive. Work is good. Remove the distractions, please. And maintain distance from the parasites. And I do mean humans. Who take the form of leeches and mosquitoes. <laughs> they suck your blood slowly without you knowing it. Especially mosquitoes. You sleep, you wake up, and there's a fat mosquito in your room. Now you wonder, is it my blood or my wife's blood? I don't know. But there's blood. Some friends are like parasites. They don't see the mutual that they should reciprocate. Can you say the word reciprocate? reciprocate. Good things are done to you, you do good things to them. It's reciprocation that's reciprocal. Relationships must be reciprocal. I build you, you build me. But if I get from you, I get from you. I get from you. So what happens? Relationships break. But if it sucks you dry, bad company corrupts good character. That is in the Bible. Distractions from work, they're like leeches to you that steal you from your productivity. And when they're, whenever they, they gather with you, it's so heavy. After the fellowship, your energy is drained. And you go home saying, 
uh, some of you are like that because you never found your security in God. You're looking at it from others. You never found satisfaction in the place of prayer. That's why you need others all the time. Well, we need one another, but not to suck the blood of each other all the time. That's why if you're a person who loves to meet because you have something you need, there comes a time it's not pleasant to meet you anymore. You hear me? You only meet because you have something you need. If you don't have anything you need, what? Suddenly you disappear. Suddenly you don't show up. Suddenly you cancel. We come to build one another. You know, that working for others, just blessing others is a form of work that can open doors for you. It can open doors for you. This one guy just helped people cleaning their swimming pools because he knows something. And he didn't charge much, but as time goes on, there was demand. And then he hired people to teach others how to, to clean the swimming pools. And then they started cleaning the house, the roof, and he developed more people. It became a huge business just because he volunteered to help somebody and research it because he had no job. Therefore, he became a businessman. God expected man to be faithful and respect the moral boundary. But the first man failed. He failed. We must have a strong sense of moral obligation. Can you say the word moral obligation? Moral obligation to God in everything we do. Is this godly? Is this ethical? Don't try to sell something to anybody that you yourself won't buy. Otherwise, you open up. I say, I'm selling this to you, pero may problema ako dito. Just being honest. But this is my price. Do you still like it? Hindi yung tinatago-tago mo. Magugulat na lang siya. Eh, palpak naman pala itong binenta mo sa akin eh. When somebody was buying my Montero, I said, the thing with this Montero, it's like the old cars. You have to wait, make it warm, the engine to heat up before you use it. Others just click and drive. This Montero needs a little longer if you want to be safe. <laughs> so I opened it up to the one who wanted to buy it. I know, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Like, 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 like the old cars. Yeah, but this is my price. Well, at least I'm not hiding anything. But you know, your story will come out. You sold this used car. After they used it twice, they never was able to use it again. I still remember. We remember. <laughs> that builds your reputation. We have moral obligations. When you're called to work for somebody, let us try our best. To fulfill the moral obligation. Flee from temptation. Their personal morality affects the people they lead. Practice putting God first all the time. Can you say, put God first? Put God first. All, the all the time. What does it mean? 
the honor of God first, fulfill scripture first, relationship with God first, make sure your family is focused on God, make sure you contribute to the kingdom of God and harmonize your work with it, put God first all the time. And if we do that, God will be glorified. And hopefully one day as we discuss these things, we as a congregation will, will become what we call now Genesis leaders. So we have a code. Are you a Genesis leader? Are you? Fulfill it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for your rich word. And we pray that we would be able to fulfill, apply your word, to mind the details, because God is a God of details. To work and find satisfaction in what we do. To celebrate something we can create and that can help humankind. Something that can help the environment. Something that can help other people and other people would appreciate it. Lead us to work that can add value to this earth. Yet, remind us, Lord, that we have boundaries and we should have a moral obligation. Adam and Eve failed. They crossed the boundary and there were consequences. Teach us never to cross the boundaries and always glorify you in everything we do. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. Amen.